Hi friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Jean Stockdale and Dana Street. In today's lesson, we looked at Matthew 6, 16 through 34, where Jesus teaches about seeking His kingdom with an undivided heart, a single-hearted devotion to our Master. It's a continuation of what we've been hearing all throughout our study, this present kingdom, the disruptive message of the Sermon on the Mount. That the Christian life is not about keeping up appearances, it's about allowing Jesus to transform your heart. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, Donna, the message today was awesome, awesome, but oh my goodness, it was painful. There is no getting away. You found yourself living out in some point of every one of your points in this particular passage. Right. And I found it so interesting that he says, when you give, when you pray, Mm. when you fast, now don't worry. Seek first the Mm. kingdom of God. Don't worry about any of these things. Because if you're doing these other things, you really don't have time to worry about (laughs) the temporal things of life. Right. Well, you know, and as you also said, we seek first what we treasure the most. Right. And so I really believe that if we would all look at our schedules every day mm-hmm. and then evaluate them at the yeah. end of the day according to our priorities mm-hmm. or what we say our priorities are, right. do our priorities line up with what we're actually living out? Mm-hmm. And that is a constant evaluation for me. And I just fall so short. You know, it's interesting, but your daily schedule really does reflect what you treasure and what you love. It absolutely is true. You brought it out in the message and Dana and just what you said, what we go about doing through Mm -hmm. our day reveals the condition of our heart. I love that you keep coming back to that phrase you began with us several weeks ago about it's so much Mm. deeper than that. It's so much deeper. I fear we're used to living in surface Christianity, casual Christianity, operating, checking boxes. Mm -hmm. And what the Sermon on the Mount has taken us to is a level of living the Christian life, spirit-filled living that is so much deeper than the surface performance level for the approval and praisal of man that we often fall into a trap as a wife and as a mom and as one who's seeking to follow the Lord. And you know, as fleshly people, we're so bent toward extremes. Mm -hmm. And so either we live for the applause of man or we pull completely away from that. We want to be a monk or hermit. And that's not what God has called us to. He's called us to, and one of the authors called it a delicate balance. Mm. of the Christian life. And Mm. it is a delicate balance because it's so easy for us to teeter off one way or the other. Mm. But that's where that daily surrender and offering ourselves to the Lord Mm. comes in because it literally is a daily, sometimes more than than daily, right? Giving ourselves over to the Lord and living for His kingdom Mm. and not trying to create one of our own. Oh, that's rich, Donna. I love that the kingdom, this present kingdom, That's what this is about, this present kingdom living in his glory for his praise and honor Mm. right here, right now, regardless of your circumstances, single mom, busy mom, mom of teenagers, releasing children, divorced, whatever your circumstances are, those circumstances change, but the word of God remains Mm. and this present kingdom, that's what we're to be living for, the applause of one. Yes, Mm -hmm. and the kingdom living is about life. And like you said when you were teaching today, Donna, it is about life 
that goes on past our own physical life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It will continue. Anything that we have sowed in the kingdom, that we've prayed mm-hmm. in the kingdom, those things will continue. But at kingdom performance, it dies mm-hmm. when we do. Mm-hmm. You can only keep going so long mm-hmm. on your own willpower. Mm-hmm. But when you are living under the power of the Holy Spirit and when you are laser focused mm-hmm. on the Father, That is all the energy we need. That's all we need to keep pressing on until we see him face to face. Yes. I wrote this note out of the workbook. We say we believe in God and trust in God, but our actions unravel Mm. our professed Mm. beliefs. Yes, absolutely. That is so true. And, you know, one of the quotes that I love that I didn't bring out today as I taught was from Martin Lloyd-Jones also. It says, the ultimate choice is always the choice between pleasing self and pleasing God. Mm. And he goes on to say, do things as you're moved by God and led by the Holy Spirit, and then forget about them. Mm. How is this to be done? There's only one answer, and that's that we should have such a love for God that we have no time to think about ourselves. We shall never get rid of self by concentrating on self. The only hope is to be so consumed by love that we have no time to think about ourselves. And I think that's exactly what he's calling us to in seeking first his kingdom, loving him first and foremost. We're so busy loving him and serving him and being in on his kingdom that we don't focus on self. And incredible confidence comes with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because when we're preoccupied with self, we become self-conscious and many times feel inadequate, overwhelmed, whatever. It is amazing how when we release that, Mm -hmm. that the Lord fills us with God confidence. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And that God consciousness Mm -hmm. begins to be at the forefront of everything we think on and ultimately everything we do. It's all about the heart. We keep saying Mm -hmm. that, but it is all about the heart. And if our heart, if every little bit of our heart is full of God, Mm-hmm. Well, there is no room in that in there for self. Yes. If our heart has not been transformed, if we have not allowed him to shape our heart to look like his, mm-hmm. then there's too much room for other things mm. to begin to creep in right. and to take over. Right. Yes. And they're so subtle because it's the things that everybody else is caught up in oh, well, yeah. working toward as well. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't realize it's kind of like the frogs that are all getting boiled. Well, when they start in there and the water is not boiling yet, they don't even realize it when you just turn it up degree by degree by degree. Mm. And that's what happens with us. Yes, yes. It's so subtle and it just simply seeps into our lives, sometimes unaware. I love what you're saying, that when Christ is exalted, self is crucified. We don't have to focus so much on crucifying self as we need to focus on exalting Christ. When that happens, the automatic benefit is that self is crucified. But I find my own flesh creeps in on me in ways that are unexpected. And honestly, I have dealt with some anxiety through the pandemic. I'm not particularly given to that in Mm -hmm. my natural being, but I've caught myself that anxious thoughts have taken hold and just reading this today, hearing as you Mm. presented this, how that we can be carefree, not stressed 
stress-free, not right. problem-free, but we can live carefree yes. as we cast everything mm. onto Jesus. Now, Donna, that's mm. not a new truth mm. to me, but right. I'm telling you today mm. in the freshness mm. of this study, it just mm. washed over me mm. that the cure for anxiety, right. it is Christ. And Absolutely. the evidence of anxiety is really a condemning thought that my eyes, my focus, mm -hmm. my intentions, what's filling my heart and mind, it's not Christ, mm -hmm. but the what ifs that have begun to creep in through these very unsettled days. Oh, absolutely. It goes back to the eye. You know, I, I don't think I'd ever really dug down deep into what mm -hmm. that means that the eye is the lamp of the body. Mm -hmm. And then when I made that connection with Romans chapter one and how it is getting focused on the creation instead of the creator mm -hmm. and that your mind is literally darkened so that you cannot see, cannot perceive, cannot understand. And how sad, because that's where so many, not even just unbelievers, but even believers are. Yeah because they've been ensnared by the mm. darkness of the kingdom of the evil one. Mm. And God has so much light for us and so mm. much freedom mm. and wholeness and healing, but we have to, we have to surrender to it. I can remember as a young mom, and you know my testimony that I came to faith mm -hmm. shortly before I found out that we were expecting Jason, but I was a young mom. Jason was a little bitty guy, and Craig had bought a new suit to go to church. We had previously been unchurched, and now, oh, we were just so alive and excited. Everything was just so fresh and new to us. Still has that to a great degree, but I still can remember those days when to hear the Word of God would just make our hearts burn within us. Well, anyways, he had bought a new suit, and he was so proud of it. And it had quite a bit of wool in it. Mm -hmm. Well, the slacks needed to be hemmed. And I told him, we don't need to pay for a tailor to do that. I can do that. <laughs> and I promptly took those wool slacks and folded them up into a basket that sadly got tucked away for an extremely long period of time, out of sight, out uh -oh. of mind kind of thing. And when I did take them out moss had gotten to them and had ruined the slacks, yeah. which obviously ruined the suit. And I remember going to this passage when mm. I was holding those slacks that mm. by my own neglect had been attacked by a moth and thinking about how I need to be laying up a treasure in heaven where moth cannot ruin where That's rust right. cannot mm -hmm. destroy, mm -hmm. where thieves cannot break in and steal. But I wanted my life. And literally I held those slacks up to the Lord and said, Lord, just like mm -hmm. the moth ruined these slacks, I am going to covenant to live a life mm -hmm. where I am laying up treasure in heaven. So this doesn't happen to my <laughs> <That's right>. eternal <laughs> rewards. I can see how easily, how quickly, really how foolishly mm -hmm. we can live when what we're doing is in investing in the temporal, which is so easily ruined, and failing to invest in that which is eternal. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know, I think for each of us, when we want to examine our lives and ask the Lord, does the world have a hold on me? Am I more concerned about material things than I should be? Fasting is a tremendous mm -hmm. spiritual yes. discipline to mm -hmm. turn to. And as you turn to the Word of God and to fasting and ask the Lord to show you, mm -hmm. that's when the Word literally really becomes that mirror. And we see mm -hmm. ourselves in it as we really are, not as mm -hmm. we hope to be, but as we actually are in relationship to the Lord and to our commitment to Him. And so I would just encourage any of you who are listening, if you've never fasted before, Pray about it. Maybe it's that you will just fast through breakfast and take that time to spend a little bit more extended time in the Word of God and in prayer and do that maybe once a week. 
maybe the Lord will call you to fast for 24 hours to take an entire day to just drink water, juices. I typically still allow my coffee if I'm fasting in the mornings. But just to set aside a day and the time that you would normally be eating, you spend that time in prayer and reading of the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, sitting and listening Mm -hmm. in silence and solitude and learning how to discern the voice of God and allowing Him to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how He will. Yes. I think it's important to recognize what fasting is not. And fasting is not trying to manipulate God. Exactly. To conform Him to our will. Right. It's not that sometimes that we don't fast for a specific purpose, mm-hmm. but there have been times when I've fasted about a specific purpose, and I may not have actually seen God move in the way that I had put before Him, but the end result mm-hmm. of what happened in my own life and in the situation was so much better Mm -hmm. than I ever could have begun Mm -hmm. to think or imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's just really laying those things. It's giving up something good for something that is great. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And just saying, okay, God, whatever it is, never, ever have I fasted and not come away with a more sweet Mm -hmm. relationship with a father. Never have I fasted when I did not at the end feel more secure in Mm -hmm. his love. But never have I fasted when my trust in him Mm -hmm. was not deeper. Mm -hmm. And so the things that we get from just that committed time of saying, God, redirect me, refocus me, whatever you need to do. At the end of this time, whether it's a meal, three meals, three days, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, Lord, at the end of it, I want your will to have been done Mm -hmm. in my heart, in my life. There's so many excellent resources out there. There were a couple that we included on our handout. So if you go to the Bellevue website, you can download our teaching notes. And one of them was from Campus Crusade for Christ. Bill Bright actually has a little booklet that he wrote on fasting. You know, various ways of fasting, but also various time periods. It can be a day. It can be three days. It can be 21 days. We have a staff member who just finished Easter Sunday, a 40-day fast. So, you know, whatever God calls you to, just be willing to do it and know that He will meet you in the midst of it. It doesn't mean that your stomach's not going to growl and that you won't be hungry, but then you go and feed on the Word of God. And what did Jesus Mm -hmm. say? You know, he had bread to eat (laughs) that men don't know anything about. We don't just eat bread. We live, literally are sustained by the Word of God. Mm, Yes, yes. Fasting is like many of the disciplines. We cannot really explain what happens. Right. But I've always found God to be so gentle with me. I do remember one time feeling called to a fast for the day and was stricken with a terrible migraine headache. Mm. And I pushed through it to the point that it was becoming uh, quite serious. And I remember Craig saying, honey, you need to break the fast. It's not going to break God's heart. This Mm -hmm. is not legalism. Mm -hmm. This is an act of love. And if you need to break the fast, break the fast. He'll still honor the intention of your heart. Mm -hmm. Take some medicine, have a little snack, go to bed for a bit. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. And Mm -hmm. so for anybody who might be struggling with it, it's not manipulation. You were very clear on this in the workbook. And I liked how you went through the writings on it to reassure our women 
this is not legalism. This is not manipulation. This is not us twisting God's arm to do something he doesn't want to do. This is deepening a relationship. And if you've not ever fasted, like Donna said, maybe one meal Mm -hmm. is what you might give up. In the early days of learning this discipline, I would fast dinner one night, breakfast and lunch the next day, and have dinner with my family at the end of that day. That seemed to be a mm-hmm. um, more reasonable uh, way for me to do it. But however you do it, I want to encourage anybody, if you've not ever tried this discipline, mm-hmm. that it is so precious what happens in your own heart as you are so yes. focused upon the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can fast also from other things. It yes. may be a period of time that God says, no social media or, you know, don't turn your television on for a few days or whatever it may be and spend that time in the word and spending time in prayer. I know my daughter took a fast from social media back before Christmas. It was for a month or two. And she said, you know, it really is amazing how my anxiety level went down (laughs) and you have so much more time. So Mm -hmm. we don't even realize sometimes the messages we're being bombarded Mm -hmm. with, even through social media, the comparison that takes place, the the feelings of being left out, all the things that the enemy can use to Mm -hmm. assault us. Sometimes it's a good to take a break from those kinds of Mm -hmm. things as well and fast from them and spend that time instead with the Lord. Yeah, that's a good word that it doesn't have to be necessarily food. There are other things. I love the quote you included. Fasting is a voluntary denial of an otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. Mm-hmm. Quote by Richard Foster. Gotta love Richard yeah. Foster. Yes, <laughs> yes, and just nails it. Mm-hmm. And it is pulling away from something right. that is a normal activity, yes. mm-hmm. something that we're going to miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we make that replacement, right. spending the time with the Lord. That's a good word. And, you know, even in the act of giving and not being tied down to the things of the world, doesn't mean that we don't plan for retirement or that we don't right. have savings. We're That's wise right. stewards. We want to be wise. But if God says give something away, then mm-hmm. we're willing because we're just simply stewarding what it is he's given us to do. And we want to be wise stewards of that, whether it's our home, a vehicle, monetary things. We're just holding it willing to give it away if God calls on us to. Well, for those of you who are listening, we pray that this time in the Word will be meaningful to you as well, and that if you've never fasted, that you'll pray about it Mm -hmm. and be open to incorporating this spiritual discipline into your life. Because Jesus didn't leave it open for us to make a decision about. Mm -hmm. He said, when you fast. So he took for granted that that would be a part of our Mm -hmm. spiritual walk and life with him. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, be about the Father's business. Yes. Dana, would you close us in prayer? Father, I just pray that you would take over, move into our hearts in such a deep way. Lord, call us to a higher level of our walk with you, to where there is no room for self. Lord, I pray, beginning with myself, that each one of us, Lord, would empty of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that, Father, your Holy Spirit would move in, fill us up, take over, use us for your kingdom and for your glory, holy God. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.